Our scripture reading this morning, if you'd like to follow along, will be taken from John chapter 11, starting in verse 3 through 6. Therefore the sister sent to him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, This sickness is not unto him unto death, but the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that, he was sick. He stayed two more days in that place where he was. Thank you, Dwayne. Good morning, church. It's great to see each and every one of you today. Keep your Bibles open there to John chapter 11. We'll meet there in just a few moments. Uh, I do want to remind you about something coming up next week. Uh, we announced about it on Wednesday night, but want to remind you today because it's a, it is a big deal and a big opportunity. And that's our Teen Challenge Home Cook Meal. Uh, one of the uh, residents there, Bill, um, will be graduating. And he was there at the very first meal that we provided for them uh, last October. And so this is a year that we've been doing this, and so I want to encourage you to pray about that. Uh, pray for uh, for Bill, especially as he uh, graduates and returns home uh, and, and goes back to his life and shares the things that he's learned uh, with his family members uh, and those around him. So if you would like to help with that, uh, you're at, in any way, or be there, you're asked to see Miss Carol or Miss Diane so that we will know who will, will be there and, and who to provide provide food for uh, as well. So be thinking about that. And also, if you haven't had the opportunity to pick up a bulletin, please do so uh, as there's lots and lots of things going on and lots of announcements there. And we don't want you to miss out uh, on those. I heard a story about a kindergarten teacher. She was trying to explain to her students about self-esteem. So she said to her class, anyone who thinks they are dumb, please stand. She didn't think anyone would stand and she would go on and, and teach about, yeah, see, no one is dumb. And about that time, little Johnny stood up and she said, oh no, what am I going to do? I wasn't expecting anyone to stand up. What am I going to do? And about that time, uh, after Johnny stood up, she said, now Johnny, do you really think, feel like that you're dumb? And he said, no ma'am, I just hate to see you standing there all by yourself. <laughs> Perspective is important, isn't it? How we see things is very important. For example, let's look at a few pictures here. Uh, when these pictures come up, just in your mind, what do you see first? Do you see the rabbit or do you see the duck? Look at the next picture. Do you see a young lady or an older lady? Look at the next picture. Do you see the face of a woman or a man on a saxophone? Look at the next picture. Do you see a pedestal table or two faces looking at one another? And one more. Do you see the word good or the word evil? You see, perspective is important, isn't it? And sometimes one person can see one thing and another person can see something absolutely different. Perspective 
makes all the difference. And so I want us, before we look at some of these things in this text, I want us to look back at the end of chapter 10 and get a little background. Look at verse 40 of John chapter 10. And he went away again beyond the Jordan to the place where John was baptizing at first, and there he stayed. And so this is where Jesus is working into chapter 11. It's believed that this area was about 20 miles outside of Jerusalem. The area where John had been baptizing close to the Jordan River. And verse 42 tells us that his ministry continued to grow. And many believed in him there. Now just imagine that perspective. Just imagine witnessing that for a minute in your mind. Out close to the Jordan... Jesus continued His ministry and many believed. What an exciting sight that must have been. What a perspective that must have been to receive to see that many believed in Jesus and their lives were being changed. And you see, that's why we come together today. That's why we come together every week, several times a week, to encourage everyone as well as those in our community, to believe in Jesus and to give your life to Him. And it's here that Jesus receives news about a close friend. Chapter 11, verse 1. Now a certain man was sick, Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary who anointed the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped His feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore the sisters sent to Him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. And when Jesus heard that, He said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was sick, he stayed two more days in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to his disciples, let us go into Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, lately the Jews sought to stone you, and you are going there again? Jesus answered, are there not twelve hours in the day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble, because he sees the light of this world. But if one walks in the night, he stumbles. Because the light is not in him. These things he said after that. He said to them, Our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that I may wake him up. The disciples said, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get well. However, Jesus spoke of his death. But they thought that he was speaking about taking rest and sleep. Then Jesus said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead, and I am glad for your sakes that I was not there, that you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go to him. Then Thomas, who is called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, Let us also go that we may die with him. There's a whole lot in those verses, isn't there? There's a lot of different perspectives going on. And in fact, it's here in these verses that we learn several things. Number one, we learn that perspective does make a difference. And I want us to take notice of the perspective of the disciples. 
They hear the word that Jesus receives, the one whom you love is sick. They hear Jesus' response in verse 4, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God. A side note to that, it's interesting that in verse 3, when they re- he receives word from the sisters of Mary and Martha, the one whom you love is sick, that word love is phileo. It means to be a friend to, to be fond of, to have affection for. But down in verse 5, when it says, Now Jesus loved Mary and Martha and Lazarus, that word is agape. That's that unconditional love that one has for others where they give themselves to others and for others. And it's no doubt that these disciples, they were confused about a few things. If you remember in the text, they might have had a perspective like some have today. You know, if Jesus loved Lazarus so much, why did He allow him to get sick? And why did He delay going to Mary and Martha? I mean, this is Jesus, right? Couldn't He have just spoken a word like He did back in chapter 4 of the book of John? Where He healed the nobleman's son and He spoke the word? Couldn't He have done that? Don't you hear those kind of perspectives in the world today? If God loves us so much, why does He let all these things happen? Then they hear Jesus in verse 7 saying, Let us go up to Judea again. And then we really begin to see their perspective unfold. And they say, But Rabbi, lately the Jews, they've been seeking to stone you, and yet you want to go there again? And Jesus reveals His perspective. But I'm the light of the world. I'm going to reveal light. They heard Jesus say that Lazarus was sleeping and that Jesus needed to go to Him. We see their perspective again, that earthly perspective. Lord, if He's sleeping, will He not get well? The disciples... Uh, they had the wrong perspective. Uh, They were looking only in an earthly perspective. They only saw things one way. But Jesus, because of their perspective, had to get plain with Him. Listen, what I'm talking about is Lazarus is dead. And I'm glad for your sakes, verse 15, He says, that I was not there, that you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go to Him. You see, the heavenly perspective that Jesus wanted for His disciples is that they believe, not only believe in Jesus, believe that Jesus can do. But I want you to notice the perspective also of Mary and Martha. You know, it's likely that our perspective this morning is very similar, can be very similar to Mary and Martha. The Bible says that he had been dead for about four days. After four days, it's it's certain he's not alive. The Bible says then that, that Jews come and they join Mary and Martha to comfort them in their loss. You know, it's interesting when you think about Mary and Martha. Mary, she was the worker. She was the one that that got her hands dirty and served. But Mary, she was the one who sat at Jesus' feet several times. She sat at Jesus' feet and she listened to Him. She poured out her sorrow to Him. When she cried, we'll see that over in chapter 16, a few chapters later. She cried her tears and wiped her tears on His feet. 
And it was Mary who praises Jesus. But when Mary and Martha, they first see Jesus, this is verses 17 and following, when, when Mary comes in and sees Jesus, she says, or Martha sees Him first, but it's interesting that what she says to Jesus, later when Mary sees Jesus, they say the exact same thing. They say, Lord, if You had been there, my brother would not have died. Several things can come to our mind when we think, we think, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute, Mary Martha. Do you not know what's about to happen? No. Wait a minute, Mary Martha. Don't you really believe in Jesus? Yes, they have faith in Jesus because they said, listen, Lord, we know that if you'd been here, our brother would not have died. They had a spiritual, a faithful rather, perspective. But they still didn't have the perspective that Jesus wanted them to have. Martha showed her faith. And she later said, even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. She said to Jesus in verse 22. But notice how Jesus responds to her faith in verse 23. He says, your brother will rise Again. However, the Bible tells us that Martha thought he was speaking about the resurrection at the end of time. And Jesus wants her to understand I'm not only talking about the resurrection in the last day, I'm talking about right now. Right now. In this moment. In the present. You know, there's a similar thing happening back in 1 Samuel chapter 17. You remember when David is about to fight Goliath. Do you remember the two perspectives of David and King Saul and the Israelites? You see, as David comes down, he sees that giant and he says, Now, who is this Philistine that's defying, that's making fun of the armies of God? King Saul... And the Israelites, they had an earthly perspective. They were looking at ground level. That's a giant, and we can't overcome him. That's a problem, that's a struggle, that's a difficulty in our life. And King Saul, head and shoulders above all the rest, led the children of Israel in an earthly perspective and said, we cannot overcome. But little old David comes down, and David had a different perspective. Look in the first, notice on the screen, 1 Samuel chapter 17, beginning in verse 45. Then David said to the Philistine, You come to me with the sword and with the spear and with the javelin. Here's David's perspective, at least at that point in his life. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day... The Lord will deliver you into my hand. I will strike you and take you uh, take your head from you. And this day I will give the carcasses of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth will know that there is a God in Israel. Notice this, verse forty-seven. Then all the assembly, the rest of the Israelites and King Saul, who had that earthly Ground level perspective will know 
that the Lord does not save with the sword and the spear. For the battle is the Lord's and He will give you into our hands. Perspective makes a difference, doesn't it? Perspective is powerful. So what about us? When we look at our problems, when we look at our struggles, do we see them from ground level? Or do we see them from above? That was the thing Jesus wanted His disciples to see. That was the thing Jesus wanted Mary and Martha to see, though they had a faith perspective. He wanted them to look farther. And that's the perspective He wanted all those around. Farther along, we'll understand why. Our perspective makes a difference in how we respond to the problems of life. Do you believe that? You see, I I don't know what perspective you're looking at in the problems and difficulties in your life today. But perspective makes a difference. Notice what someone wrote about perspective and God's love. God's love for His own is not a pampering love. It is a perfecting love. The fact that He loves us and we love Him is no guarantee that we will be sheltered from the problems and pains of life. After all, The father loves his son and yet the father permitted his beloved son to drink the cup of sorrow and experience the shame and pain of the cross. We must never think that love and suffering are incompatible. Remember in John chapter 16 and verse 33, you remember what Jesus said? He said this, In the world you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. You see, contrary to the perspective that we first talked about, that maybe the disciples had, if you're Jesus and you love them, couldn't you have done this? You see, contrary to that perspective, we as Christians are not exempt from pain, from sorrow, from suffering, from difficulties. But we do have an example. Christ the King. Who has gone through pain and gone through suffering and has given us the example of a heavenly perspective. Has given us the example of overcoming death. You see, that's the last enemy. Of overcoming death. Death for the child of God is not the end. Contrary to what some would like to believe. It is not the end. Those of us who are parents or have raised kids know that it's of no benefit to our children if we give them everything they want, do we? We also know that it's of no value to them if we keep them from all struggles and difficulties in life. For if we do, they will not grow and they will not mature. If we do, they will not learn consequences for poor judgment. They will not learn from their mistakes. And Father God isn't any different 
He doesn't give us our every desire. Nor does He keep us from the struggles and difficulties of life. However, in just a few minutes we'll notice He does promise to walk with us. Someone had once said it this way, Because He loves us, He does not lead us around the valley of the shadow of death, Psalm 23, to the mountain of cotton candy and milkshake rivers, Rather, He leads us through the valley of the shadow of death. Therefore, we with David can say, we know that you are with me. Perspective. Perspective makes all the difference. So what will our perspective be through life? What will our perspective be during the good times and through the difficult times, the challenges and the struggles of life? What's going to be our perspective? When we leave this building, whatever comes in life, what's going to be our perspective? You see, it's a challenge. If the very people around Jesus struggled with the ground level perspective, don't you think we will too? And that's why it's important to look at lessons like John chapter 11. You see, Satan wants us to have struggles. Satan wants to bring struggles into our lives. And during those struggles, our perspective will make all the difference. But how do we do this? We do it, Jesus tells us, by looking and focusing on the resurrection and the life. Look at verse 25 of John chapter 11. He tells Jesus, or Martha, Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. Though he may die on this earth, he shall live. It's interesting that yes, Jesus is talking about once we die on this earth. Yes, like Martha believed. Yes, we'll be raised in the last day. But also, what about here? What about now? What about today? Jesus wants Martha and all those around to understand I can bring resurrection and life now. Now. Jesus overcame death on the cross. Bradley, thank you for those songs. Didn't we just sing? Up from the grave He arose. And isn't it interesting in that song? Just in that song alone. Boy, as He's going about talking about the grave and talking about death, it's low. But when you hit the chorus, the chorus says, you say, up from the grave He arose. That's because Jesus is the resurrection and the life. Jesus gives us hope. Jesus gives us a different perspective. From ground level, it sometimes appears to us that though we are Christ's followers and though He loves us and we love Him, from ground level, sometimes it seems like He just doesn't care. Doesn't it? Wasn't it a verse in the song? 
everyone around us seems to be living these wicked lives and yet the sun seems to be shining on them and we forget the promise uh, of Jesus that as long as the earth stands, the rain and the sun, the sun will shine on the just and the unjust. The rain will fall on the just and the unjust. But sometimes when we look at a ground level perspective, it seems like, God, where are you? Where are you when I'm struggling? Where are you when I'm hurting? Where are you when I feel all alone? The same place He was when Jesus hung on the cross for my behalf. Right there loving. Right there caring. Right there saying, Oh my child, have a heavenly perspective. John reminds us that when it looks bleak and we think God doesn't care, God does care. He does care. The different perspective is that God is all-powerful. God can do anything. God knows all things. God knows when we hurt. He even knows when a sparrow falls to the ground. He knows our struggles. He knows our pains. And He continues to care. Again, the Lord was trying to get Martha to understand. Martha, yes, I'm glad you believe in the resurrection at the end of the day, but I want you to believe that today, your brother can rise again because of me for the glory of God. Uh, Observe in John chapter 11 verse 39 what happened when Jesus came to the tomb of Lazarus. He said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him uh, who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time there's a stench for he has been dead for four days. Ground level Perspective. And Jesus tries to give her another perspective again. Verse 40. Did I not say to you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? And then when they took the stone away, imagine the picture. Jesus standing there and He prays to the Father. Father, I thank You that You have heard me. And I know that You always hear me, but because of these people who are standing by... Because of their ground level perspective, even though some of them have a mixed faith perspective, I said that they may believe that you sent me. And then in a loud voice, just like the song, Jesus cries out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And Lazarus walked out of the tomb. What a sight. What a perspective. The purpose was to show the glory of God. What a difference perspective makes. You see, when we belong to Jesus, we have all that we ever need for life, for death, for time, and for eternity. Jesus gives us a different perspective. Jesus gives us hope. I want to share with you a Facebook post of a preacher friend of mine. He was wishing his wife a happy anniversary. 
But his wife is battling cancer. And I want you to notice the final, the last part of his post. As many of you know, Laura is currently enduring her third battle with cancer in the last 23 years. We do not know what the future holds, but we do know who is in charge. We are thankful for the prayers and words of encouragement from God's people around the world. Our most sincere prayer is that our cancer can be managed and that we can spend many more years together. I know we have people in here today who have walked through that storm. Who have faced the same storm that my friend Jeff and his wife are facing. Not knowing the outcome. And with a faith perspective, seeking to have a heavenly perspective. Knowing... And folks, as I stand here and I say this, it's difficult. Knowing that whatever the outcome, there's hope in Jesus. Whatever the outcome, I don't know what that might be. But God cares. And God is in control. Have you heard of the stories recently? Of the storms that people are going through? This week I heard of several. One was mentioned in our Bible class this morning. A young 26-year-old alumnus of Harding University was shot and killed in his own apartment in Dallas, Texas. If you watched football yesterday and caught college game day, you saw the story about the quarterback from Washington State who ended his life earlier this year. You see, perspective makes a difference. This lesson is not to say, hey, ignore the problems of life, ignore the difficulties. Hey, just have a right mindset and everything's going to be okay. No, sometimes having a heavenly perspective is seeking help so that we can have a heavenly perspective. So it's important who we seek help from. It's important that the rest of us who may not be in those storms, that we hear and we listen for those who are in those storms, especially those who are of the household of God. You may be here today and you may be in a serious storm. We want you to know there's hope in Jesus. And we want you to know, do not ever, ever, carry that burden alone. God cares. And God's people care. At least we should. You see, the reality is Satan is going to bring it to us in life. You don't believe that? Just read the Bible. You don't believe that? Go to Matthew chapter 11 when Satan brought it to the Son of God. 
And if Satan is brave enough to bring it to the Son of God, do you not think Satan's going to bring it to us in life? He is. He wants to bring us down. He wants to shrink us down mentally to where we feel like there is no hope, to where we feel like nobody cares, not even God. And we declare to you today, God cares. He sent Jesus to the cross. God's people care. Because most of us have walked through storms as well. We're going to have struggles. We're going to have trials. But it's during those struggles and those trials that we need to remember and focus on the resurrection and the life in Jesus Christ. And if we need to seek help, seek help. But seek help that's going to lead you to a heavenly perspective and not a ground level perspective. I heard a story about Dr. Kenneth Meyer as he was flying in to O'Hare in Chicago, O'Hare Airport in Chicago. As he came into the airport, he noticed on the, on the highway, the very highway that he would be taking to get home, that there was this long traffic jam. But as he looked out of his window and he looked northward, he could see what was causing it. And he could see the flashing lights. And he could see that it was only a single car and they were, about, they were moving it over to the side. And so when that plane landed, there was no anxiousness in his mind because he knew. He had a different perspective. You see, while he looked down that highway, there were people in the line. They were climbing up on their cars, standing on their bumpers, trying to see, trying to look at a ground level perspective to see what was happening. But Dr. Meyer, with a level of perspective from above, could look down the highway and tell it was going to be okay. And so when he landed, he went out to his car and he got in his car and he got on that very highway because he knew things were being taken care of. And here we are, earthbound creatures. But if we could somehow look down with a, with a heavenly perspective at the traffic jams in our lives, maybe we would respond and react much differently. You see, perspective makes all the difference. Today, what's your perspective in life? You see, Jesus gives us different perspective. Maybe you're here today and you've not surrendered your life to Jesus Christ. You've not given your life to Him. And so it's, it's hard for you to have that heavenly perspective. The Bible tells us, we, we've looked at in the last few weeks in the book of Acts, that when those people, at a ground level perspective, when they heard the message from Peter, they said, listen, what must we do? And Peter said, repent. Ask for forgiveness. Be willing to leave that life to wash that defilement away and be buried with Jesus Christ in baptism, to go on your way rejoicing. Why? Because now I can have a heavenly perspective. If you're in that situation today, it's our prayer. Will you? 
Do you believe Jesus? Do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God and that He can make you well and give you a whole different perspective? Will you give your life to Him today? Maybe you're here today. Maybe you're here today and you're carrying some real heavy burdens. You know, this is a great church family. We're not perfect. We make mistakes. But there's one thing about this church family is if you walk down this aisle and you say, you know what? I got some heavy burdens. I got some people I'm concerned about and I'm worried about. I got some sin in my life. And I need to lay it down so I can have a heavenly perspective. I can guarantee you one thing. Whether we surround you during the prayer or whether after the prayer people in this church will say, I love you. And I care. And I'm not expecting you to be perfect. But I want you to walk with me. Because dark days have been in my life and dark days may come again. And we need one another. Will you respond to Jesus today? What's your perspective? As together we stand and sing.